0: Shout out to Delicious and Nutritious and Coach.
1: What's up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Deep 2, a basketball podcast where we talk the latest in the NBA while sprinkling in our own mild to spicy takes here and there. Today is November sixteenth. It's a Thursday afternoon, and I'm joined by my friend and co-host Ryan Stanley. Ryan, how are you living today?
0: Eve, I so check this bad boy out. This looks like normal coffee, right? So it is, mm-hmm. but there's this coffee creamer. It's like it's one of those like International Delight ones, but it's a it's a sugar cookie one for Christmas. It has the Grinch on it. It's like a big Ooh. green bottle. And dude, it is delightful. I'm just I'm drinking up the holidays right now. So, I'm already there. As you can see, I mean, you've you've been to my house, you've seen this, but we're already decorated for Christmas at the moment. Um not not loving that maybe at this point in the year, but my wife does. So, uh, you know, I'm doing it too. I <laughs> am not a coffee drinker
1: until the holidays come because I love me some some Starbucks really overpriced and burnt tasting coffee with some, uh, some caramel brulee action going on. That's, that's really where I thrive in in the coffee scene. Um, I can't drink coffee when it's hot at all hot outside because my, it makes my stomach hurt real bad. <laughs> and I get really, you know, when I'm sweaty and my stomach hurts, it's just not a fun, not a fun uh, combination, but uh, this is a perfect time for coffee. Perfect time for Christmas. Uh, we're just actually next in the next seven days, we'll, we will have Thanksgiving. So that's crazy. crazy. I can't believe it's uh it's already upon us. Um, it's an early Thanksgiving this year. I feel like than, than normal. So today we are going to talk about a couple of uh, a couple of important things that have been going on around the league. We're going to get into um, some Bulls talk. We're going to get into um, the Draymond Green suspension that happened a couple days ago. Talk about some some up and coming stars, and then later on we will be. Uh, be honored to, to have a special guest on our pod to talk about the Charlotte Hornets, our, our local Charlotte Hornets. If you aren't aware, we are we are in the closest proximity to Charlotte than any other NBA team. And so we're going to have one of our friends hop on and talk about um, his Hornets team this year. But let's go ahead and jump in. The first thing that we are going to tackle and talk about today is the rumors, um, not really even rumors anymore. These have been reports, Sham Strania, Uh, a couple days ago reported that the bulls and Zach Levine, there's openness on both sides for a trade with this. I just wanted to talk about uh, real quickly, you know, some teams that you think Ryan would benefit from having Zach Levine on their squad.
0: So some teams that came to mind initially for me, uh, number one is I think the most obvious one, and that's probably the Miami heat. Uh, They're still they're still lacking that that guard play that they thought that they were going to have after this past summer. Um, they let Gabe Vincent walk. They let Mac, Max True leave. And uh, they they just clearly have a hole right there. And they're playing well enough. And, and they can play well enough on the defensive end for sure to help cover up some of Zach Levine's inefficiencies. But I think that they could maximize his skill set the most, too. Because, uh, I mean, Levine's more than just like a... Just like a mid range pull up shooter. I mean, that guy can like attack the basket pretty hard when he, you know, I mean, obviously, like he, he has been in the dunk contest before. So I would love to see him in that offensive system. And uh, I think that on the defensive end of things, that they could, uh, they could help hide away some of his inefficiencies as you see a lot of teams kind of doing in the modern game right now. Um, other than that, I have uh we I have our local team, the Charlotte Hornets. They've been linked to uh they've been linked to Zach Levine, I think probably the most heavily out of every team so far. Uh I don't know why. I think it's similar to like last year when they tried to acquire Russ from the Lakers for some reason. <laughs> um they clearly have some kind of like desire to put a guard beside LaMelo, uh, but not enough to draft Scoot Henderson. Um and then uh third for me i put uh this is just personally where i'd like to see him go i'd like to see a zach levine for for russell westbrook swap i'd see him in uh in la i think that he would play the most complimentary ball to what they have going on over there and uh i have no idea why the bulls would want russ but they would have russ (laughs) and there you go you could have fun with that (laughs) i
1: would get a i would get a russell westbrook bulls jersey um there was one of those, you know, back in the day, there, there was a, a couple jersey swaps I've, I've seen of, uh, of Russ in, a, in that red <laughs> and black. Um, but, yeah, I, I like those ideas. Um, the Heat were a top team for me as well um, as far as who could acquire Levine. And um, it's, it's all it's all in the context of, of what the Heat weren't able to accomplish this past offseason um, not landing Dame, and like you mentioned, losing uh, losing Struess and Vincent, who were super integral um, for that team's success. I- I've watched a couple of Heat games, and um, those they, they kind of started off super rocky, but they're actually on like a six-game winning streak, unless they played last night and lost. But before last night, um, they were on a six-game winning streak and are sitting at like third in the East right now. Um, surprisingly, you know, this is not, not what anybody uh, really – really expected of them. Um, their their roster is a lot thinner. And, you know, they're... they're but w- with that, uh, Jimmy Butler, Tyler Hero, and Bam Adebayo are all averaging over 20 points per game. Um, that, that you know, big three, if you want to call it that, um, is, is looking good. And so a heat trade for Levine would probably cost them Tyler Hero and some picks, um, you know, probably some assortment of Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, um, their their pick from this pe- previous draft, um, Hami Hakez Jr. And so it would, mm-hmm. it would interrupt what is going on right now in the heat, but I feel like a Tyler Hero, because the main pieces will be the Tyler Hero and Zach Levine switch, I feel like that they are such similar players. Tyler Hero is not as much of an athlete, not as explosive like you said. He's not really a – an attack the rim kind of guy like Levine is, but um, I feel like other than that, they bring similar things. And Levine, at his peak, at at least what we've seen, um, can bring a little bit more than Tyler Hero can. Now, again, I believe that Tyler Hero can be a star in this league, um, and he's just he's he's still super young, and so we could see that happen from him. But um, I love that trade because I love the idea. If we're gonna lose Zach Levine to bring Tyler Hero on, I, I've always liked Tyler Hero since he since he got drafted, and for him to be on my team, I would have I, I would love that. So every single big star who who is uh, rumored to be moving, um, the Lakers are always always in talks. Uh, but I think it does make sense. Um, it I think with Levine's skill set, you know, he aside from this year, he is a a pretty phenomenal three point shooter. Um, this year he's he's having a an abysmal shooting like shooting season. Um, his his efficiency is is way down. Um, he's shooting like almost almost like twenty nine percent from the three. I think, um, and and also low from the field in general. Uh, but what we've seen of him and what he's capable of is being a really serviceable three point shooter. And the LeBron led teams that have been the most successful typically involve guys who are just really good three point shooters that he can kick out to. And so, uh, Levine makes, makes sense to me in that role. Uh, the, the trade there would be obviously, you know, hopefully if, if our, if our front office is is smart and, and plays their cards, right, we at least get one first round pick, um, but the Lakers are also reportedly interested in Alex Caruso. So a Zach Levine-Alex Caruso deal would probably mean we get some sort of combination of a couple picks. D'Angelo Russell's probably going to be in that deal, unfortunately. Um, Rui Hachimura, Austin Reeves maybe. So there's a couple a couple things in there that I like as far as what the Bulls will get in return. But I think Levine um, would be a great fit on the Lakers' Um, and obviously if they got, if they also got Caruso back, I feel like the Caruso letting Caruso go a couple seasons ago and letting him re or letting him sign with the bulls still haunts the Lakers to this day. Um, and Caruso is probably currently as of this season, my, my favorite player on the bulls right now, he's really the the only one that seems to really, really care. Um, and, and, you know, has been putting in a lot of work, um, (laughs) even though he's, he's not meant to be a, a star player. Um. But, yeah, I think that the Lakers could really benefit from both of them. Um, the other one that I thought of uh, was the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, this was – I believe this was rumored like last trade deadline um, whenever the Zach Levine trade rumors first kind of sparked up. Um, but now we're in a different sort of era with the Sixers team where we're post-James Harden, and the Sixers are actually rolling. and They're, they're, they're you know, at the top of the East – uh, Joel Embiid is, is playing like an MVP candidate once again. Tyrese Maxey, we've mentioned him. You know, he's, he's taken a huge step forward, averaging um, over 23, 24 points per game. Um, and so I think there's a way that uh, the Sixers could pull off this deal without giving up anything too consequential. Um, I think it would be a Tobias Harris sort of uh, centered deal, uh, plus obviously the picks that they received for James Harden. Um, or, or any other picks that they may have. Uh, but I feel like uh, Daryl Morey and the Sixers are looking at this team and, and seeing the success that they're having right now and understanding that um, adding another offensive weapon while not losing too much of what they already have going on uh, would, be, would be a, a super incredible uh, move that they could make and really get, increase their chances of, of being competitive in the playoffs um, a, a Levine and Maxi backcourt defensively is not intimidating by any means, <laughs> but, um, hopefully they're the offense that they can create can kind of make up for that lack of defense. And then obviously you have Joel Embiid, who is, who is a, a solid defensive center. So, um, yeah, I think, I think Seven Sixers could, could make it work. And, um, that will be a scary team for him to be on. I think he, you know, from, from what I have, uh, I've observed of interviews that he's done with with media and whatnot um you know he's he's this is his 10th season in the league he's ready to to win now and so um he's going to want to to be in a place where you know while, while I would love for him to be in Charlotte and we could maybe see him a little bit more often um, I don't, I'm not sure that uh Charlotte uh would be his his preferred destination um to, to be successful. Yeah.
0: I mean one thing I was just looking up is that he is in the second year of a five-year supermax <laughs> that includes a 15% trade kicker. So right now he makes 40 million dollars a year. Um man, that's like Jalen Brown territory. And uh in, in four years he'll be making close to 50 million dollars a year. And obviously that goes up by 15% if he gets traded. So The biggest problem Mm -hmm. is going to be that I don't think the Bulls will get as much back in a trade as you would probably want them to because like teams are going to have to take on this contract and that's a lot. I mean, that's if you're like the 76ers who I I think that's a really good pick because the 76ers are, you know, the type of team. I mean, they're run by Daryl Morey and like they want to add like any stars that come available. That's kind of like his whole MO. Um, I think that. You know, if you you look at a team like the 76ers, you're essentially saying, like, we are Joel Embiid, Zach Levine, and Tyrese Maxey, and uh, for the next four years, it's just role players around them. It's like minimum deal mm-hmm. guys, and uh, that's, a huge, that's a huge risk to take right there. So um, that's one of the big things that I think the Bulls are just going to have to deal with is the fact that, like, he it's tough like it's tough because like you you kind of have to give him that contract in today's nba like you can't just like let him walk i mean you yeah. you traded jimmy butler for this guy basically um mm-hmm. you know you you do kind of have to like hold on to something there so i get it. it it's tough it'll be tough to find a trade partner and i don't even think that now that i'm looking at his, his contract details i don't even think that the clippers could make this work at all while keeping their three other guys um yeah i don't know man i don't know <laughs> good luck yeah i hope hope you get something <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah I, I, th- I think the Bulls uh, Bulls fans deserve something after after what has gone on for these past couple of months. Uh, it was official today that Zach Levine removed Bulls nation from his Twitter bio so we all know what that means that the, a trade is, is is coming soon. that's always the whenever the uh, the NBA meme pages start posting those those little things I'm like it's it's the beginning of the end here.
0: It's going to be like the next Furkan Korkmaz where it's like, uh, (laughs) Zach Levine's going to ask to be included in other trades. (laughs) It's like they're going to trade Patrick Williams in a few weeks and he'll be like, Hey, can you throw me in as well? I've always wanted to play in Sacramento.
1: (laughs) Can you throw my $50 million in there? Just, you know, easy money. (laughs) All right. So let's jump to um, the, Game the other night where uh, the Golden State Warriors played the Minnesota Timberwolves, and uh, very very early on in the game there was a scuffle. Um, it started with uh, Clay Thompson and Jaden McDaniels. Um, they just kind of you know were a little bit too physical with each other, and then uh, Rudy Gobert comes in, uh, tries to break it up a little bit, puts his hands on Clay, and then the uh, the shining star himself, Draymond Green, comes flying in. <laughs> With the headlock of a century and uh comes in and and chokes out Rudy Gobert for, for a couple of minutes for a couple of seconds. Um, and this when it first happened, obviously they were all ejected from the game. Um, and then yesterday it came out that Draymond is going to be suspended for five games. Um, what are your thoughts on this on this scuffle? Um, is this you know, a, uh, unsurprising sort of thing that's happened and is five games, uh, is that, is that satisfying to you as, as Draymond's suspension goes?
0: I feel like the five games is great, man. Cause like, I feel like if this was just a, he got ejected from that one game, then that wouldn't be enough. But you know, the thing about the thing about Draymond is that we all kind of expect this kind of thing. And it does, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you just to kind of sum up my thoughts on this whole (laughs) this whole debacle um my first thought when i saw what happened was that you know this is a this is an in-season tournament game and like there's guys there's guys like you know on two-way deals who are like having to drive themselves to and from stuff and like they're making i mean the cost of living in san francisco and all that aside they're making like a little bit more than i am on the top end and it's it's tough like you know my first thought was that, you know, these are guys who probably care about the outcome of this game and dream One, you know, as Rudy Gobert said, is just trying to get himself ejected because Steph's not playing. And, uh, that that's where my mind went first. I, I just thought it was a kind of crappy thing to do, man. I mean, we all know he's an instigator with this kind of stuff that he seeks out. And, um, I don't know. I mean, Rudy Gobert, I'm, I've heard and seen and observed that he is a, uh, a frustrating player for sure. Uh and maybe him and Draymond are just like it, it was bound to ignite one of these days. But uh I mean, come on, like if stuff's out, like you're supposed to be like the heart and soul of the team. You're an all star, like i uh, this is a game that matters to guys on your bench. Like you can at least try.
1: I, I went I made sure that I watched every angle of this of this whole thing uh several times before I really uh formed an opinion because my natural bend is to be like of course, Draymond did this repeat offender, um, whatever. But so I made sure to watch it, watch it back over and over, and and you know see if it was like if it, I got the full story. Was was it really like necessary? And um, it still came, you know, my, my conclusion still came back the same that it wasn't a necessary move to to put uh, Gobert in a chokehold. Um, <laughs> uh, it was not a. Uh, it, it was one of those one of those moments where. Um, I'm just like, there. there's so much time between the initial scuffle between uh, Clay and Jaden McDaniels and then Rudy Gobert. There's so much time between that and when Draymond comes flying in. And I'm like, there, there was so much time for him to think about how this is probably not a good move. And not just like basketball-wise, obviously – Steph wasn't in the game, like you said, and so you take their second or third best player out in Draymond, and now they're definitely not winning that game. Um, but not just basketball wise, but like you said, uh, being the heart and soul of this team, being the leader of uh, a leader of this team, um, we, we talk about how uh, the the Warriors um, have had a couple of rookies in and out that that you know have some promise, but uh, aren't really you take like James Wiseman and Jordan Poole for example you know they they didn't really fit into the culture of the team and i'm like this this in itself the, the a guy like Draymond who is one of the drivers of this culture um, it just hurts it hurts the chemistry it hurts the uh the uh, the heart and the soul of this team um and i just feel like it's just not setting a good example for for their young guys um but yeah i think 5 games is is good um i, I saw some people saying like he needs to be suspended for 25 games. And I'm like, nah, 25, like he, he didn't pull a gun out on Instagram live twice. So um, <laughs> 25, might maybe a little much, um, but yeah, it's just, it's just crazy. And, and whenever, whenever people start talking about how, uh, or whenever the Gobert quote came out about how, you know, when Steph is not playing, Draymond just wants to be, <laughs> wants to be thrown out. Um, I didn't really think much about it until I saw the stat of games in which Draymond has been ejected. Seven of those, seven of the 10 of those games, um, Steph has been out. And that quote didn't really make sense to me until I saw that stat. Um, and that was just, you know, that was just kind of interesting.
0: He's an expensive backpack, man. What can you say?
1: Yeah. The the Warriors <laughs> have been having a, having a great time, um, un, uh, until, until today, you know, <laughs> post Jordan Poole, uh, it looked it, look, it was looking good, but, uh. Tough luck for them, and and now Steph is at, Steph is injured too, um, with something. So, um, Clay Thompson show once again.
0: I will say I just sent you a picture of this, and I know this isn't good content for people listening, but uh, there's a Reddit, like I don't know what you call it, like subreddit or whatever, called Accidental Renaissance where it's just pictures from everyday life. And it just accidentally looks like a, a Renaissance painting. And there's a really good one of uh, Rudy Gobert being choked out with like all these guys around them. And it just looks like, like a scene from like the last supper or something.
1: <laughs> Next up, let's talk about um, the surging Indiana Pacers. We talked about them a little bit last year or <laughs> last year. We did talk about, about them a little bit last year. We're talking about them more this year because they are actually really good. Uh, but specifically, um, you mentioned the in, in our notes. You mentioned the Halliburton Sabonis trade. Just kind of revisiting um, what that looks like, and especially now with the differing success of these two players. So, what are your thoughts on uh, on revisiting this
0: trade? I just wanted to know like where we're at with it, what we're thinking about it, because uh, Tyrese Halliburton, it, who I've been not like a hater of, but we'll say a a skeptic of over the last couple of years. Um, And there's like a little beef there between him and Nick's fans. So it's like a thing. And if you know one thing, if you listen to our pod at all, you understand that if there is a little bit of beef there, I'm just all the way bought in. I I don't tolerate Nick slander, Um, but he's averaging about 25 uh, points and 12 and a half assists. And I don't know if you've been seeing all the stats about how long it's been since he committed a turnover, but at one point it was like nearly 40 consecutive assists without a turnover. It's just unreal. I mean, we talked about it on the last pod how the Pacers have uh, been right up there with the Nuggets as far as like the best like assist team in the league. And I mean, at this point, Tyrese, Tyrese Halliburton is basically right up there, like second only to like Jokic as far as distributing the ball. he um, has been a super effective scorer. So I just wanted to revisit the the trade from a few years ago. It was Terry Saliburton for Demontis Sabonis, essentially. Um, I'm sure there were some other things included in that. But um I don't like at the time it at the time it felt like it wasn't a fair trade. And I remember I remember getting that notification. That I was making some uh, hamburger helper beef stroganoff over by the stove. I see a woes alert on my phone the best and see, hamburger helper. Oh absolutely absolutely uh Robert Stanley approves. But uh i remember seeing the uh alert from Woj come across my phone and i was just like man that's all it took to get tyrese halliburton i was like i just started thinking that was i think the year that the knicks had like all these power forwards who are all like kind of like okay like bobby portis and i was like the first julius randall year and i was just sitting there it was like just for Demontis savonis that's all it took and it, it's crazy it, it's continued to age worse and worse but the weird thing is is that in the midst of everything, the Kings have had their most successful season in about 20 years as well. So I guess my question is, I, I'm just going to throw this to you, see what you do with the basketball here, let you cook a little bit. Do you think the Kings traded the wrong point guard? Um, no, I don't think that the Kings traded the wrong point guard, um,
1: even though I think like, if I were to in a vacuum take like draft players I would take Halliburton before De'Aaron Fox right now I'm just I'm just a big fan of of what Fox does um and it's because I I loved prime Russell Westbrook and prime Derrick Rose and uh De'Aaron Fox is just so reminiscent of those two players Mm -hmm. and I think that he is still he's still young enough and and his talent is still so raw that I think that he could be really successful in the NBA, and and we we saw that last season, um, and and right now we're just kind of I feel like, uh, because the the Kings' wagon is not as exciting as it was last year because it wasn't as no, it's not as novel mm-hmm. this year. You know, last year we had the whole light the beam thing, um, every single every single win. It was this huge. You know, huge thing everywhere on on Twitter and Instagram.
0: I don't even know if they're still lighting the beam this year, right? Yeah, <laughs> I haven't even yeah, seen like, that. You now. haven't heard light like, the beam
1: um, <laughs> all season, so. Uh, but now that they're not having like a stellar, you know, incredible out 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 of this world sort of year, um, I feel like the the opinions on De'Aaron and Fox and and Sabonis has been have been a little bit um, a little bit skewed. But I like I like, um, like Deer and Fox. I think that he can maybe not lead a team to like deep playoffs, playoff success, but I feel like he can be a piece in that. And um, whether it's on the Kings or whether it's some somewhere else that needs an explosive point guard, I feel like De'Aaron Fox can still be that guy. Now with Tyrese Halliburton, I think that he could be the leading player on a championship team, championship team one, one, one day um, because of how, he he he's not he's he's a great scorer like he is shooting incredibly efficient um he's shooting 40 or no 52% from the field 43% from 3 um, 93% from the free throw line like he is he is a an incredible scorer uh, but that's not that's not the main part of his game you know and so uh he he's averaging like you said 12.5 assists um, that is just I feel like the, the recipe for a successful team. And so uh, while I like Halliburton better, and I think that, um, you know, I I would take him over De'Aaron Fox in, in a ranking sort of way. I still think that, that the Kings, um, the, the, I think the main, the main issue with the Kings is not Fox. It's more of a Sabonis problem. Um, And so, you know, when it comes to which point guard, would I, would I, would I take on in that system, I don't think they could have gone wrong with keeping one or the other.
0: Yeah. I can I can get behind that. It's probably still just a little bit too early to tell as well. Um, one thing that I don't love though, I don't I don't really stand for a uh, Demonte Sabonis hate though, because I was watching the uh, Kings Lakers game last night, dude, and like that guy's good. That I mean, he he's like one of those guys that's just like twenty five percent better than you think he is most of the time, you know, like. Like in my head, the version of DeMontis Sabonis that exists versus the one that exists when I'm actually watching him, I'm like, it's, it's what I call the Alec Burks rule. It's like, oh, that guy is so much better than I think he is in my head. Sabonis as your as your primary, not primary, but as your second
1: option offensively is really solid. Uh, but I, I think that they just need to build the team a little bit better around them to kind of cover up some of the de- defensive holes that Sabonis leaves. When I say that it's a Sabonis problem, I don't think it's necessarily that they need to trade him or, you know, find a, a player to replace him with, uh, but to try to maximize him better than they have done, um, you know, because Sabonis, you, you put Sabonis up against Jokic in the playoffs and, you know, he's going to get cooked. He, he got cooked uh, against Kevon Looney, you know, against the Warriors. So um, I just think building building him building that team around the two of those guys, Fox and Sabonis a little bit better, will be uh, crucial for the Kings. We're honored today to welcome our buddy on, uh, Mr. LJ Wood. LJ, can you hear us? Are you there?
2: I can hear you guys. Can y'all hear me? Does that sound okay? Amazing. Yes. You, you sound like you, you always sound, sound incredible. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, we are welcoming LJ on. He, he is a friend of ours. He is an avid Charlotte Hornets fan, Carolina Panthers fan, um, just a you know a local team fan. Like like we said earlier, we, we're we're here in the Carolinas, and so LJ. Uh, you, you are, you are a huge Hornets and Panthers fan, but today we're going to talk about, we're gonna let you talk about your Charlotte Hornets and how they've been doing this season. Yeah. Um, so, uh, n- no real, no real guardrails, whatever you're, uh, whatever you're feeling, man, give, give me your thoughts.
2: Yeah. It's, um, you know, the, being a Homer fan of, uh, my Carolina teams is, uh, is rough lately. Uh, the, the soccer team was the first team to make the playoffs since 2017 so uh it's been a real drought here. Um uh yeah, yeah. Three pro teams, and the first team to make it was the brand new soccer team uh this year. So it's been rough. Um the Hornets have had a uh they've had a rough start. Now we are without Miles Bridges those first 10 games, but I, I found out this uh wonderful stat yesterday. The first 10 games for the Hornets was like one of the top three easiest 10 games to start the <laughs> NBA season. <laughs> and the rest of the, the rest of the 72 games are the hardest schedule in the NBA season. <laughs> so <laughs> starting 3 and 7 against some of the worst teams in the NBA like Houston, like Brooklyn, where we've lost to those teams is a rough start. It's a very rough start.
0: Oh man, I'm I'm doing some quick math here. So if you're not with us when we're 3 and 7, don't be with us when we're 27 and 55. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah. Chill. okay, look, look, I, I understand that it is. What I'm thinking is, so you know, we've had Miles Bridges out for 10 games due to the suspension. Um, probably deserve more than that, but if we're being honest,
0: just twice what Draymond got. That's all.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but he is a crucial part of this team when it comes to winning. Uh, I know last time when he was on the court. Um, with PJ, him and PJ were top 10 as one-on-one defenders in the league. So you have two guys on the court who can one-on-one defend pretty much any position really well. That's going to help. in losing that for 10 games, I mean, even though those 10 games were meant to be very easy and winnable, uh, was still rough. Clearly, um, looking at three and seven right now. Yeah,
1: that's tough. How about, uh, how about Lamella ball? What, what's he, what's he up to these, these days?
2: Running red
0: lights, I'll tell you that much.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, the whole the whole the whole Charlotte team is just the players that they're 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 um off the court issues and stuff. It's like it's part of the character of the team at this point. <laughs> like we're just we're just accepting the culture. I, I was joking around. With some buddies that we should have just gone and got that who was it, Kevin Porter Jr. from Houston. Just like fill up the all fill up the all convict team, you know, just go ahead and make it one big club. Um, but Lamelo, um, he's having a rough start. Like, I mean, there was a few games where I'm like, he like essentially lost us the game because he shot like and there was one game he was like eight for 26 or something, and it's just like, bro. Um, but I know I think I heard and was listening to him talk about his ankle surgery and where like um the reason he's struggling with shooting right now is he's having to adjust like after after a surgery like that on the ankle players have a like an issue setting their feet to shoot so they like to sit on their toes more and so he's having to adjust to that is what he's saying so I'm hoping I'm hoping he gets it down cuz we need him to be like more efficient a lot more efficient
0: yeah that's that's actually the same thing that happened with Julius Randle cuz he like nearly broke his ankle in the playoffs last year and tried to play through that with like a hairline fracture, then basically didn't shoot all summer. And then he said that like his form was messed up because he still wasn't putting much weight on it. So that's like a real thing, apparently, like messing up. Your yeah, ankle yeah, it's up crazy, dude. Yeah, have,
2: dude, he's in like adjusting to it. It's crazy.
0: I have a a crucial question for you as a Charlotte fan here. Um, if you could only keep one, would you uh, rather keep Brandon Miller or Bryce Young?
2: Yo. Yo, that's crazy. Oh man. Um Bryce Young. Bryce Young. Okay. 100 percent 100 percent
0: How's the how's the Brandon Miller experience been treating you?
2: I so I do I do like Brandon. I, I'm a lot more because me and you talked about this, Ryan. Like we were so close to getting Wimby, but the, the NBA had to screw us again. Like you, you yeah. know that there's like man, San Antonio needs a star. Let's I'll, just make sure they get the number one pick, you know? We know, I was we know li- it's rigged, just like Anthony I, Davis.
0: I was live texting you during the NBA draft lottery because... it was I, I remember. You have to have, like, a special type of relationship to live text someone during a draft lottery. But it's <laughs> like, man, it might be you guys. Oh, wait, it's not. <laughs> no,
2: it definitely wasn't. It, it wasn't going to be us. They, the NBA can't afford to have Wimby in a city like Charlotte. The NBA can't afford that. Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, I was a little upset about, um, you know, I'm glad we got the second pick and got that high. Um, And I was kind of upset about Brandon just watching him play in college. Like I think he has uh, had the talent. Um, I was just wondering about the fit here in Charlotte because, um, you know, we have Gordon Hayward and we have Miles Bridges, we have PJ Washington, all who like play that three to four spot, like really, really well have done good for us um and i just couldn't see it translating with brandon but um so far through 10 games you know he's um he would i would say right now if this is the best we get out of him like it's better than a lot of other top picks for charlotte you know considering michael kid gilchrist was a number two pick for us not uh Mm. too long ago um less than 10 years ago you know so nick's legend michael kid gilchrist yeah (laughs) (laughs) so Brandon to me is right now he's excelling at what opportunities he's getting. So he's, I think I saw um, yesterday or I think it was maybe even today. I think Zach or someone was talking about him. um, He's getting nine pick and roll possessions every 100. Mm -hmm. Um, And for a guy who like can take that and drive or, you know, take a pull-up jumper because he's averaging, I think, 53 from mid-range right now, which is – I mean, that's that's superstar numbers for mid-range. You know, it's yeah. not – it's not um, role players, guys who don't sit, um, you know, in starting spots. They don't shoot well for mid-range, but a guy like Brandon shooting that high from mid-range is promising for what he can be. But he drives well. He shoots okay. He makes good decisions. And once we – I guess use him more because Steve Clifford and just the Hornets in general are terrible at like developing players when it comes to like getting them opportunities early. Um, I think he'll make more and more of those opportunities as he gets the ball more. So I'm loving it.
0: LJ, I want you to talk to me about probably my favorite player I've ever seen live in person. Uh, And Keith and I, Keith and I were there on like the second or third row watching uh, Mark Williams put up. I don't like a billion points and like a couple million rebounds in a game against the OKC Thunder. So, uh, talk to us about Mark Williams. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, Mark Williams. I mean, when we drafted him, I knew. I just I just had a feeling like we had gotten our center, and I and I'm just an optimistic like like there's the there's the uh, LJ that is just like overly confident in his teams every single season that thinks this championship or bust. But then there's the realist in me that's like, I have somewhat decent expectations because if I didn't, I'd just be depressed my entire life with how my sports teams are yeah. lately. Um, and I just thought like Mark Williams is going to be that guy. And um, this season, like I think, I think I saw where like through the first six or seven games, which is one of those stupid ESPN kind of uh, stats where he had like the highest field goal percentage in the first six or seven games ever in the NBA, shooting like 81% from the field. Um, which is crazy, but he's just a—he's a big presence and he takes smart shots. And like to me, if we—if we can get Lamelo to use him as much as Lamelo loved using Miles Bridges um, two seasons ago, like Mark is going to like excel into like All Star type numbers, I think even this season. Which shooting wise, he's doing great, and points wise, he's getting up there. We just need to like need that consistency because there's been a few games where like. I think there was two games where he had less than five rebounds or less than six or something. It's just like, I want that consistency from the center spot. And I think he can provide that. It's just, it's only a second season. So there's a lot, a lot more to look forward to with Mark Williams.
0: Yeah. 100% 100% super athletic reminds me of a young Mitchell Robinson, honestly. Um, (laughs) I I just want to say one of my favorite things about LJ is something that happened very subtly a a couple questions ago, where I asked uh, whether he'd rather keep Brandon Miller or Bryce Young, and he clearly agonized over the question for a few seconds and then said Bryce Young 100%. <laughs> it's like <laughs> something that was not an easy conclusion to come to became definite. He's got to stand on your decisions, you know? Yeah, I stand I
2: stand on business. You know, I stand on business.
0: That's why most people who know us know that uh, it, once we start talking sports, the room's just got to clear out. It's time to go home because <laughs> yeah. it'll go. It'll go for a while. Uh, all right, so... I've clearly rooted for a bad basketball team uh, pretty much my whole life. Uh Keith is currently rooting for a bad basketball team. RIP. Um LJ what what do you uh which I also started saying RIP all the time because of you. But uh, <laughs> LJ what what do you have to what are you wanting out of the Charlotte Hornets right now? Is it are you just in like like it's going to be bad basketball for two years and then we'll, we'll be somewhere. Or is it like, is it like trade PJ Washington for Zach Levine right now?
2: And let's go. So I see that's the, that's the troubling part because the expectation for this season from both fans, from both um, players, front office, like the media, people that follow the Hornets was like playoffs and, and maybe not like a high C because you know, like there's still a lot of young players, but you got Miles back. Mark looked really good and like he was going to be our center and actually be a presence down low, which he has been. Um, LaMelo coming back from injury, Gordon coming back from injury. Um, even though he's injured again, he's only played like five games, of course, the <laughs> Gordon Hayward experience. Um, yep. So it's, it's one of those things where like. The expectation now is, like, if we make the play-in, that's amazing because the first 10 games of the season were a top three easiest schedule, and now we have the last 72 the hardest in the in the league. Like, it's just – it's, mm-hmm. it's going to depend on what Miles Bridges adds to the team, and that's kind of where expectations will be. But uh, as someone has – someone who has constantly – rooted for a bad NBA team, pretty much like my entire life. Like, I mean, there's very little in between with the Hornets. I mean, it is pretty much bad all the way for the most part, y'all's teams will get better. You know, (laughs) I, you know, I see Mm -hmm. the Bulls and Knicks have, you know, better uh, um, times or seasons, uh, but for the Hornets, um, yeah, we don't have a lot of those. So, So the expectation was playoffs this season, but right now, I don't know what to expect anymore because it's uh three and seven is not where we were supposed to be with how easy those first 10 games were.
0: Yeah. I mean, people forget, but they, they won 43 games like two years ago. Like mm-hmm. n- they weren't, they weren't a bad team. It's almost the exact same roster. Uh, just a couple, a couple differences. differences. Um, so like the Hornets, like the bones are there of a good team. The Like you can at least get like play in play in game, you know?
2: No, um, and, and that's what I thought that should be the expectation is like to have a chance to fight for it. But starting three and seven is just so rough. And it's it's just crazy, too, because like, like I, I was just thinking about it because for some reason I'm thinking, oh, man, our roster's so good. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, man, we have a guy named Theo Maladon who's like our ninth or eighth man on the team. And I'm like, I don't even remember who this guy is. <laughs> like, I'm like, I don't get to watch a ton of the Hornets games because of the way NBA TV contracts work. They're absolutely terrible. but like who who is this guy and i'm just like man like maybe our roster wasn't as good as i thought but i'm hoping i'm hoping we make play in at least i'm hoping miles changes the team defensively also adds a lot more mm-hmm. efficiency cuz last time he played you know, i think it was like 20 points per game seven rebounds four assists while averaging over 50% from the field which is a great uh, efficient player to have that's scoring that much so i'm hoping things mm-hmm. turn around once he's back I think we play the bucks tomorrow and he's back and for some reason the hornets just randomly pull out a crazy win against the bucks at least once once a season so maybe tomorrow night will be it
0: hey there you go i actually just got an alert on my phone saying uh it was from SeatGeek, geek and it said uh hornets are hosting the bucks tomorrow get your tickets i don't know why it would tell me that i've never looked up i mean i guess i have looked up at hornets tickets never mind let's take that back um you know? I was looking
1: at I was looking at this uh this roster and you mentioned Teo Maladon, who I actually have heard of. The one there's several on here that I haven't, such as Leaky Black.
0: Yeah, dude. He's he was like I feel good, like good last year in college. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah,
1: I guess I didn't I didn't really watch I didn't really watch uh, a lot of college basketball. And so <laughs> when I saw Leaky Black on here and on StatMuse, he doesn't have a picture, it's just a, a, a shadowed <laughs> out figure. <laughs> and he's played like He's played a, a minute like one point seven minutes per game or something like that. Um no one point seven points per game is what he's called. Nice, so nice.
0: Hey, just you just need Frank Neilakina to come back and then uh that'll solve all your problems. Hey man, so.
2: we got we got Ish Smith, baby. We we brought him back. <laughs> Solid Dang backup it. guard right there.
0: I gotta change one of my questions for our game then. Hang on. <laughs> 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 We're about to die. I should have gotten it. that one. <laughs> Dang it! We're about to dive into a segment called uh, What team does that guy play for? And I was just going to name a bunch of players and see if Kiefer could name the teams that they played for. And he was one of them. I feel like, um, just just one more thing on the
1: Hornets. Uh, I, I feel like I'm looking through the current NBA free agents because there's, there's a lot of nobodies on here, obviously. Um, but I feel like there's also a lot of guys who, I'm like, you could, I feel like the Hornets could pick up some of these guys in place of, you know, the Theo Maladons of the world. And because um, I'm looking at this Hornets roster and the, the main guys are, are all really solid, you know, LaMelo, Miles Bridges, when he comes back, comes back. We've seen Gordon Hayward be really good. Like we've talked about uh, Mark Williams already and PJ Washington, but outside of that, it's, it's a lot of guys who, I guess it's cause they've been in Charlotte. We haven't seen them be that successful, mm-hmm. uh, but I feel like, you know, there's a lot of guys who are still free agents right now. Well, the first one that came to mind before I even looked it up was um, Austin Rivers, who, you know, is 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 just a good vet, a good veteran. Um, you know, guys out here, Dwayne Dedman and uh, Willie colley Stein. Like, I feel like just maybe sprinkling in some of these not super great, but you know, serviceable veterans might be helpful to this team um, to kind of stack this roster a little bit more. And I feel like that might be. Cause I feel like the the talent is is already there in the starting five, especially when bridges comes back. Mm -hmm. But um, I think it's just those pieces around them. I feel like might just be uh, could, could be improved just by adding some, some not not super consequential pieces to their team.
2: Yeah. No, I mean, I mean, last two nights ago, whenever we played Miami um, JT Thor and Theo Maladon had to start and like Together, they had starter minutes and they scored a total of seven points. So, so we could definitely use it, but it's just like it is weird because we got new owners this year. Um, yeah, the minority owners from Atlanta who decided they wanted to be majority owners, which is probably a good thing because Michael Jordan making decisions was just not a good, just goat of a Mm -hmm. player, but terrible owner. Um, so now that he's out of making decisions, but you know, we still have his GM, which is Mitch Cupchak. And he's he's done well drafting for us, much better than what Rich Cho did before. But like he doesn't go after names in free agency. Like it's is weird. Like he is a I want to build from the draft, and then I want to get like I don't know, culture guy. I don't even know what to call it. Like the reason they brought Ish Smith <laughs> back is because apparently a lot of guys in the locker room liked him last year. Like I like, you know, like it's like what? Well, I don't know. Vibes guy. Yeah, vibes guy. Every team has to have one. So I I don't know. I felt we could, but I'm just – I'm waiting to see what ownership does after this season, Um, see if they get rid of some guys, make some changes. Um, Because normally that's what owners do. They come in, they let whatever ride out that season, see how it runs, make their changes and how they want to do things. So uh, we'll see yeah. if any of that stuff changes. Because, yeah, free agency, we – I mean, Gordon Hayward's our biggest free agent grab of all time, I think. It's right, <laughs> like I'm trying to think. Um, and, and that's oh, – that was after we tried to get him five years prior. So, like, we tried to get him when he was actually good and then got him, like, after his prime had already gone. So, like, go One
1: figure. broken
0: leg later. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like literally any other notable. Like, is Terry Rozier second
2: on that list? Then, like, yeah, I, I mean, I, I guess so, right? Ooh. I'm trying to think.
0: Especially, I mean,
1: especially at the time that Terry Rozier yeah. came, I mean, he was he was scary Terry at that point. No, yeah, you yeah, know. he was
2: like a starting point guard at that point. Like, he was deserving of that role. Oh, man, and
0: you guys just lost like the greatest point guard in the history of the franchise for him. So it was quite a, a move. <laughs> um yep. Walker.
2: Uh, yeah, Walker. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Oh, rough
0: goodness. times.
2: Oh. Rough times being a Hornets fan lately, but hopefully <laughs> hopefully the turnaround is now. New ownership. Yeah. The roster and it's well, it's a young roster, so hopefully yeah, they put it together.
1: And and the fact that LaMelo Ball is your star player now like that's 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 exciting whether he's having an off season or not and you know He's going to be one of those guys that's going to be good for a very long time. So, um, I think, I think, I think, even though me and Ryan are not necessarily Hornets fans, it's it's more fun when the Hornets are, are good because that's who we can see the most, uh, the yep. most often, and and the easiest. <laughs> and so, um, I I don't have a great time going to Hornets games that aren't competitive. So, uh, I think I think we're all in in no, it, in unison. It, yeah, this it makes sentence. the
2: atmosphere way better because even though Charlotte seems like – and it probably probably leans more fair weather. There's a solid fan base for every team in Charlotte, and they, yeah. they go hard. I mean, the Charlotte team – the Charlotte soccer team is the second most attended soccer team in the country. Like, Charlotte has the fans yeah. there and want a product that is, like, worthy for them to spend their money to go to games. And right now, like, <laughs> the three pro teams there are just not providing that. Um, and hope and the closest though is probably the Hornets right now. The closest one is the Hornets. So hopefully like this ownership team that came in puts a product on the court that makes us fans like want to spend our money and like want to be there and not just like, I don't know, just go and have a chill time at some entertainment event in Charlotte, like go there to be a part of the um, basketball culture in Charlotte.
0: It is. I mean, it's a cool place, man. It's
2: one of my favorite
0: cities. And I do uh, just to go along with Keith. I mean, it's it's like you kind of like passively root for charlotte teams i don't know if you know this because you've never been a fan of like any other city's teams (laughs) but like when you are like there's there's always a part of me that wants the hornets to do well and kind of a part of me that wants the the panthers to do well i do have a little bit of like a, a bad thing with the Panthers because like Cam Newton like always beat Tom Brady like all the time every time that they played. It's yeah, amazing. That drives me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> There's one specific game from like 2013 that still gives me nightmares sometimes. But that's neither here nor there. Um but you know we do kind of you know passively like pull for them and like uh you know it's it's nice when they're doing well. It's a very underrated city. And I always like to tell people I mean like people especially in sports media take a lot of shots at Charlotte as like a just a place um but it's like twice the size of boston i mean there's no reason that it can't be like a, a big vibrant like l- like notable city in the sports scene they just need that team man just need they, that's
2: that's it that's it man like like cam newton brought it and put charlotte on the map back in you know the 2011 to 2017 and then you know was hoping lamello can do it i think he still can just just gotta get in the playoffs just gotta get to a point to where like we're in the national spotlight.
1: All right. Well, LJ, thank you for joining us on deep two. And thank you for uh, giving us some, some good Charlotte Hornets thought. We don't, we don't have a lot of that here. And I feel like, you know, me and Ryan were talking about this before you came on, but, uh, I feel like a, a probably a higher percentage of our listener base are probably Hornets fans because like we said, we're, we're local to them. And so I'm glad to have, uh, to hurt some of your thoughts as a, as a avid Hortons fan.
2: Yeah. I appreciate you guys having me on. It's a lot of fun and I'm glad I get to share these thoughts and like vent in a way to you guys. Cause I, just, <laughs> <laughs> I need to do that more often as a Charlotte sports fan.
1: Absolutely. Well, we'll have you I on definitely it. more often and uh, hopefully, hopefully we'll be talking about, um, Surprising surge from the Charlotte Hornets. Yes, uh, yes,
2: <laughs> yes. We're gonna beat the Bucks, tomorrow. not like one forty to one ten. <laughs> Something crazy.
1: All right, thanks, LJ. I
2: appreciate it, guys.
1: We are going to go ahead and hop into our last section of today's episode. Um, we're bringing the fun stuff back. Ryan has prepared a a fun game of what team does this guy play for? Um, this is this is a a slight change up on uh the nba t or the tnt crews who he play for um because we're not quite as a uh, quite as cool as charles ba- charles barkley and Shaq, um but this is our version of it what team does he play for he's going to name some random players and i have to guess what team they play for all right ryan take it away
0: let's go man so first tier right here this is this is probably the easiest tier for you. Uh maybe not the listeners at home, but this first tier is called the former bulls tier. So oh, I'm gonna I throw out it. I'm gonna throw out four players here. We've got three tiers. Each one has four players, 12 players total, obviously. We'll see how awesome. many of these that you can get. And you're like weirdly good at this kind of stuff. I, I think it's all the 2K that probably helps you it out. Is, a it bit is the 2K, like, yes. <laughs> it'll do that. Like they'll they'll be asking like like Charles Barkley, this kind of stuff, and they'll be like, you know. Who does uh, Andrew Wiggins play for? And he just won't have a clue. <laughs> so it's like weirdly obvious when they do it. I tried to make these a little difficult. Uh, yeah. So let's start with former Bulls here. The other man that your team back in the day traded Jimmy Butler for, Chris Dunn, where does he play?
1: Okay, so Chris Dunn. Um, gosh, I knew that he went to like I think he went to like the jazz or something, but I think he's on the hawks now. Is is he on the hawks?
0: No, he's on the Damn. jazz. He's still oh, on the jazz. Okay. I had
1: I had I had some I had a a picture in my head.
0: I think Kendrick Nunn's on the Hawks, maybe. I always get those two confused though. Oh, that's probably that's legit probably what I was thinking of. All right. Nun and Dunn. All right. Too too similar. It's uh, a good a good nickname for the two of them though. Um. <laughs> so uh for for the second one we're starting out 0 and one that's tough second one's a little bit easier this one's kind of a a layup first of all i have some some news i have to inform you of this did you know tristan thompson played for the bulls at one point i did know that yeah i did (laughs) yeah that was that was a big moment for us last season Um, (laughs) when
1: tristan thompson and and patrick beverly joined the bulls i was like man we are we are
0: it this is this is our time you have easily got one of the teams in the league um all right what team does tristan thompson play for now he is on the kings <laughs> i feel so dang I, thought, I said that too confidently i thought this was such a layup um you're gonna kick yourself for this but tristan thompson's actually on the calves oh he's back
1: on the calves okay I actually yeah, do remember yeah. that now. I should I should have thought first. I I wanted to I wanted to I wanted to slam dunk that alley oop, but uh, actually <laughs> so I actually probably Tristan didn't know that in the back of my mind.
0: <laughs> oh
1: man! <laughs> all right, zero 0-2. All right, all right. We, all right. We can pick it up.
0: Uh, these these next two are kind of easy. I mean, like in a sense, they're easy. All right, uh, let's go to number three here. Let's go with former Bulls legend Otto Porter. So you're telling me
1: Otto Porter's still in the league? Um, he is
0: still playing basketball. One of the themes of this is there's not a lot of minutes shared between these twelve players. <laughs> I picked
1: out. <laughs> Got to make it hard. Is he on the Toronto Raptors?
0: He is on the Toronto Raptors.
1: Let's go. Yeah, I, I thought so. I thought I remembered that.
0: <laughs> all right, all right. We're 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 getting somewhere. We're uh, one for three, or as Julius Randall calls that, a good start. Um. <laughs> All right, last one for the former Bulls tier. Uh, former Bulls legend. Kind of nice. Honestly, out of all the players on, on your team, this is one of my favorite ones to watch back yeah. in the day. Thad Young.
1: Oh, man. Yes, Thad Young was one of my favorite Bulls for the short time that he was here. Um, He is on... I want to say either... The Nets or the Raptors? Is it either of those teams?
0: You got to pick one. Come on. <laughs> okay, I'm going to say the Nets. Oh, he's on the Raptors. Dang It's a trick. Him and Otto Porter are together. <laughs>
1: Dang. 20, I thought I remember. I, I knew it was one of those, dude.
0: <laughs> like the 2018 Bulls are still going somewhere. Um, all right, that's tough. Tough start. Um, I don't feel great about about tier three, I'll tell you that much. All right, tier two. <laughs> tier two is called, yes, this guy still plays basketball. Um, is four guys that, if you didn't know, they still play basketball. In the NBA, and seeing how you didn't know a couple of those guys still played basketball, these will shock you. Um, number one, <laughs> Victor Oladipo. Okay, okay. He
1: is back with one of his old teams.
0: He's been on a tour of his old teams lately.
1: Yeah, I think he's on the Rockets.
0: He is. Come on, dude. All right, let's go.
1: Come back. Oh to man, him. I was I was afraid that you were going to say he was on the Pacers uh, again. But um,
0: yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I remember him going back to the Rockets. Two for five. Mm. If you were Julius Randle, you would shoot twenty more times at that rate. Um.
1: <laughs> twenty more times make about four more.
0: all right uh next one patty mills (sighs) patty mills um
1: okay last i remember patrick mills was on the nets and now i don't know if he has left the nets (laughs) um did he get picked up by another random... Oh, is he... Okay, this this might be way out of left field. Is he on the Hawks? He is
0: on the Hawks. Come on.
1: Oh, Come let's on. go. Wow. That is like we're... the back of my brain. I just remember a very a very small memory of of here and there. I
0: think we're uh, three for six now. Doing good. Doing let's good. Let's go.
1: Let's
0: go. All right. 50%. <laughs> All right. Uh Speaking of fifty percent, a guy who has never shot fifty percent in his life, uh, the former three point <laughs> legend Joe Harris. Where's Joe Harris at? Oh, Joe Harris. I'm gonna say this mm-hmm. one confidently. He is
1: on the Pistons. He is on the Pistons. Come Let's on. go.
0: <laughs> Catching fire.
1: Yep. He's one of he's one of the only guys over like twenty four there.
0: That is true. <laughs> Also, shout out to Asara Thompson, who is a lot of fun to watch mm, while I'm thinking about Pistons. All right. Last one in the yes, this guy is still in the league tier. Um, this could go either way. You could either be confident about this or have no idea. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Mr. Davis Bertans. Oh man. So he went from
1: Washington to Dallas, and now he is on the Oklahoma City Thunder.
0: He is on the Thunder. Come Let's on. go.
1: I've watched I've watched probably five or six Thunder games. So I've I've seen
0: his red hair um popping up on that <laughs> bench a couple times. <laughs> it's, it, it's so weird to me like when there's like a like a un, understand what I'm saying here. It's weird to me when there's like a real NBA player like on the Thunder, where it's like 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 a real <laughs> yeah. guy who's like been around the league, like you know. Yeah. It's like it's like when you see an adult at the skating rink. It's like, man, <laughs> this is weird. Like these are these are just kids, man. Go somewhere else.
1: That's how I feel like when whenever I see a Rudy Gay anywhere, like on any team. <laughs> it doesn't matter what team it is. I, he's still in the league, right? Is he still in the he's league? He's a free agent. He was actually on that free agent list that I looked at, so he hasn't yeah. officially retired
0: yet. Because he was on the Warriors so. in the preseason and he got like cut, yeah. I think. Man, tough times for Rudy Gay. Um, all right. My next tier, tier three, it's the only one with a name. It's called the John Heater Awards. If you know who John Heater is. <laughs> oh yeah. One of my oh yeah, one of my favorite actors. Uh he was in the bench warmers. These are all guys yeah. who are at the the end of the bench. I did try to make it easy for you. So here we go. Okay. E- each one of these four guys has logged a minute in a basketball game this year. So it's a not a single minute. <laughs> I mean, oh no! Like you're around, saying that they have at least like, played one, one. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha,
1: they've gotcha, been
0: gotcha. they've been in a game. Now I will say yeah. most of them have only logged around a minute. Um, I think <laughs> I think the most is about six minutes from one of these guys. So that's uh It's not a lot yeah. to help you with, but I didn't go with like <laughs> Bryce McGowan's, who plays for the Hornets. By the way. Yeah. Um, high school. He's my the high school's principal's son. So shout out to him. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah. Found that out when we were at the Hornets game. So <laughs> anyways, long ramble. John Heater, John Heater tier. Here we go. Uh Keith, just take your best swing at who uh Lindell Wigginton plays point guard for.
1: <laughs> actually, um shoot. I actually heard his name the other day. I I'll, I'm not gonna get this right, but <sighs> Lindell Wigginton. Um can you at least give me East or West? Uh, east <laughs> okay, that narrows it down. Um, dude, is he on the heat?
0: He is not. He does sound like oh. a heat name, though. They always yeah, have goofy names. Uh, he backs up Damian Lillard in Milwaukee.
1: <laughs> oh, interesting. I-, I wouldn't have gotten that one.
0: Just I mean, he's not idea. like, I thought, yeah, he's not like coming off yeah, the bench when, up. when Damian, <laughs> he's like. <laughs> <laughs> he's like we've had some injuries tonight kind of back up right um. <laughs> all right uh all the right. original there you go the original wimby himself uh Bull
1: oh that's easy money i think <laughs> he's on uh he's on the magic is that right <laughs>
0: That was two teams ago.
1: <laughs> <Dang>.
0: <laughs> he's uh, he is currently on the Phoenix Suns.
1: Oh, I did know that. Dang, yeah, because I thought he he should start over of Nurkic. Shoot. <laughs> uh, um, so you're on. telling me that he's he's he hasn't played more than six minutes per game? I Actually, do
0: kind of believe that, but uh, that's I just... think he is the six minute guy. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure when that's I was crazy. doing my research here um i'm trying to find out anything about this guy before i even ask you about him because i've never (laughs) heard of this guy um all right (laughs) i picked him because he had a funny name all right keith uh tell me where i can find if i'm looking if i'm looking tell me where i can find mr alex fudge
1: alex fudge that's a real name oh Uh, yeah
0: small (laughs) forward uh do, do you know what college he played for Um, LSU and
1: Florida And was he drafted Or is he an undrafted player
0: He is undrafted And he's a rookie this year
1: Okay Alex Fudge Is uh, He is probably On the Sacramento Kings I don't know
0: (laughs) Very close Uh, He's on the Lakers
1: Oh I feel like I should I should have known that, but I I look at the Lakers uh <laughs> their box score a lot and I don't really see fudge so
0: he's logged like a minute or two I think <laughs> um, according to my research all right last one this tier is really getting you uh, let's close it out peacefully with a guy that I haven't given up on and it's not Corey Kispert it's a it's another mm. guy I've ar- I've irrationally never given up on Keith do you know where Admiral Schofield plays now.
1: Oh man, okay. At least I've heard of him. Um, I was a
0: big fan of his at Tennessee. I thought he was awesome.
1: Did he and has he played on multiple NBA teams?
0: Yeah, I know he was drafted by the Wizards, and he is not there anymore. I'll tell you that much. Okay. Um, Schofield is he on the? I feel like he might be
1: on the Celtics. That's my guess. Celtics.
0: That's a good guess, but he is on the <laughs> Orlando Magic.
1: Dang. Man. Last I feel like that was in the back you. of my brain too.
0: If you're playing at home I did, and I did, you did in that better, little middle
1: tier, you know? Yeah.
0: If you're playing at home and did better than Keith, uh you send us a DM and we'll like it. And uh <laughs> that's about all we have to offer you.
1: <laughs> One day when we blow up, we'll 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 reward you with a prize.
0: And it's not even a week. Keith will like it. Um, I don't think I know the Instagram password. So, <laughs> oh man,
1: well that was fun, right? And I, for the next time, I'm gonna actually be studying this for the rest of uh, uh, for for however long it takes before we we do another one of these. Um, because I'm a little disappointed in my in my performance. I feel like I can uh, I can take my take my game a little bit further. I'm going to do what Ben Simmons has has not done and improve my game um, as, <laughs> as the offseason goes. Um, so, uh, But hey, what a fun episode. Uh, shout out again to LJ and Rye. It's always a pleasure talking hoops with you. And for those of you listening, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Deep Two. We will catch you all next time.
2: Thanks for listening. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Deep2Pod. That's Deep, the number two, pod. Also, subscribe to our podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And make sure to leave us a five-star rating so we can continue to bring the latest in the NBA and all of our mild to spicy takes. Catch you next time here at Deep2.